This is the Architecture Corner podcast. The purpose with Architecture Corner is to have a place to discuss subjects in the intersection between business and IT. Today, IT is relevant in most cases when you want to do changes to the business. The opposite is even more true. You need business involvement when doing changes to IT in order to succeed. The host, as always, is Casimir Artman. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Architecture Corner. Today we have Joachim Lindbom as a guest, and we will talk about the need for much, much faster innovation. Joachim, what is the background of this? You can have a couple of examples. Uh, I was speaking with the CEO of a car manufacturer uh, earlier this week, and uh, in this discussion we, we talked about a couple of trends in, in the market. And one thing that, that we brought about is a, a, a quote from the CEO of GM. And what he said is that the amount of change in the auto manufacturing industry will change more the next five years than it has done the last 100 years. And that's really extreme figures. Uh, of course, there is a, a pace element here. I mean, the, the, the pace of innovation, the pace of, of, of changes needed is extreme. But another aspect is, of course, what kind of change? Well, the answer right now, if you talk even with the CEOs of the, these big companies, the answer is don't really know. They see trends, of course, they see areas of improvement, and we, we have the uh, Industry 4.0 uh, trends going on. With a total reinvention of, of the manufacturing processes, with, with lots of automation, a lot of ro- ro- robotics on a totally new level, but the vast change rather is happening in the c- consumer market. What kind of, of products, what kind of services are the, the consumers actually wanting to buy? And in that area, the only solid answer is don't know. Can you give an example? It has it this happened before? Well, it has actually. And uh, I had a, an, a situation a couple of years back, uh, the early days of, of uh, downloading uh, music and, and video over the internet. I was working for a company, one of the very first legal companies doing this in, in the world. And uh, I had a couple of interviews, and uh, one of those interviews were with the CEO of the company. And I must say, look, I was extremely frustrated because the only thing I could get out of this guy was that I don't know. So talking about what kind of market, what kind of services, what kind of products, what kind of, of uh, different variations, what kind of geographies, and whatever uh, asked this guy, the answer was, I don't know, let's see what happens. Uh, so the music industry is one example. Do we have another example to uh, give us a hint of what we can expect for the market players that are dominant today? I think we've seen so many examples. When, when, I mean, Kodak being, being one typical example where there is uh, an invention, and even Kodak doing the invention of the digital photo, and this company being overthrown totally. In this case, I think it was very much because of the the internal organization, the uh, what you were, were what we were paying people to do, and not really being able to adopt change or acknowledge change. Uh, it's not really the same situation right now if talking about the, the car industry, uh, but for sure we, we've seen these vast changes happening in a short time. And what typically comes out is that a couple of companies or even the majority of companies are not ready for change. But if you compare music that could be was sold physically on a CD and now it's downloadable, but if you compare that to a car, a car is very physical thing. <laughs> It is, uh, but the car is very much software today. 
uh, you must really acknowledge that of course the car has its engine and its tr transmissions lines and everything which is extremely physical and and has its engineering which also is under heavy innovation but a car today is very much about connectivity it's very much about the the uh, integration w with different kinds of, of act act actors around it its integration in car integration with, with the phone and whatever and it's very very much driven by software even today if since many years, the, the power of an engine, the, the uh, number of, of horsepowers uh, that you get out of an engine is controlled by, by software. It's a, it's a parameter in software. Uh, lots about the, the, uh, the control and the management of, of the engines and, and of everything which is the, in the physical world is, since many years, extremely dependent on software. We're mm. already there since many years. Uh, do you think that in the car industry, are there different jobs to be done or will the jobs be done in a different way? with these changes? Is that something that will affect? From a consu consumer point of view, I think we see many changes. We, we have a very clear trend in the, in the market since a couple of years that looking at young people, uh, they don't see the point of owning a car. They even don't see the point of, of uh, using money and time of, of uh, acquiring a driver's license. Uh, it, it's changing. We see that the, the bicycle is taking lots more space in, in, the, in the urban environments. And there are lots of trends happening right now that, that uh, the, the way of looking at a car going back perhaps from the 60s or 50s, it's changing a lot. Uh, so absolutely, it's not owning a car, it's about what kind of transportation needs do I have? Uh, what kind of obligation as an owner do I have? I mean, myself, I could say, actually I've been thinking a lot, should I have a car? Uh, okay, I have a transportation need, I, I could buy this service from, from some kind of carpool. Uh, I wouldn't have to clean the car, I wouldn't have to maintain it, I wouldn't have to, to uh, think about the, its physical condition. That's part of the deal. Uh, and I think this kind of thinking is much, much more prevalent in, in the younger generations than myself. Mm -hmm. But how will this impact the traditional automakers? I think uh, the auto manufacturers could either maintain the, their position of, of manufacturing a car and then just leaving uh, the rest of the market. But I don't think they will do that. I think rather that we will see a situation where, where some companies go from just producing a physical object into actually selling a service into the market. I mean, there is absolutely no reason why the existing car manufacturers couldn't be the companies which are responsible and driving carpools. Uh, they have, a, they, uh, they would have a much, much better situation doing that. Uh, they could provide service uh, or maintenance on the car for a much better uh, price. They could have much more visibility or insight into the cars. They could actually provide a much, much better transportation service than doing that in, in a third party. Uh, so if we look at uh, Tesla, they have abolished the dealership and they sell directly, more or less. Is yeah. that something could happen? Yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing that is constraining existing companies right now from doing this is that they would come into a competition level with their existing vendors or the, the, the existing uh, companies that today are selling their cars. And of course, if they, you both are supplier and a competitor at the same time, you could come into a very cumbersome situation when, when, uh, when dealing with, with these uh, vendors. Uh, the, 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 the car dealers uh, do exist, they will not be replaced over one day. So even though uh, Volvo or Ford or whichever company would like to sell their cars online directly, they wouldn't be able to just do a clean cut. They would have to coexist for a long time with existing vendors. And I think that is what is stopping them right now, nothing else. What impact will this f be for those manufacturing companies and sales companies who sell cars that they have to change internally? Can they do that? 
It depends, of course, like, like everything. Uh, I think that we, we are seeing a, a big problem with this. One thing, of course, would be that uh, an existing car company most likely don't have the, the systems, processes, peoples and tools to be able to sell a car. They simply don't. They have configurators, they have the back end doing that, but they don't have the front end of it. Uh, so they would have to build that or buy it. Uh, but of course, they can do that. But I also think it's a very much about a company culture. Going back to the Kodak example, uh, even though you can see it in change, even though you have been part of the game for a long time, the internal friction uh, in these kind of companies, which has for many of those existed for 100 years or so, or at least a very long time, uh, I think there is an, an, an inherent friction that you really need to be able to, to how, how to deal with that. Mm. So if you look at one thing is how you, if you want to sell yourself, uh, Apple had their Apple stores that opened more than 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now that's a large portion of their sales, but they also have their other vendors who sell their stuff. But if you look at manufacturing perspective, the manufacturing of the car has been very much the same for a hundred years. Will that also be changing? Well. The manufacturing itself is changing a lot uh, with the industry for uh, happenings and, and we, are, we are foreseeing or really seeing right now in the market companies doing immense changes in the manufacturing. Uh, I talked about robotics before, th that's one aspect of course, but, but going from a some kind of static situation where you have robotics doing a static process over to a much more dynamic where you can actually replace people and people who are handling um, different variations and, and, and different kind of, kinds of changes that could also be managed by, by robots today. That also has an impact, of course, that we, we see an outsourcing happening the last 15 years or so, moving to, to, to companies like China and, and, and India and so on. And of course, if you go for a situation where you have a totally ro robotic manufacturing, suddenly the, the, uh, the cost of labor is not an issue anymore. So the placement of, the, of these factories, uh, I would foresee that we, we uh, will see a change. Uh, what's suddenly more important is uh, stability, uh, access to, to cheap, cheap electricity, access to uh, a situation which is sustainable and, and controlled, access to, to well-employed people, not the manufacturing people, but rather up, up in the value chain. And there are other values that, that will drive rather than only the, the cost of, of labor. Mm. What about autonomous cars and self-driving cars? Yeah, that, that's of course the, ne the next big trend. I mean, there are different angles on it. There is an urban aspect and there is, there is an, an, an uh, countryside aspect of it. One aspect, of course, could be that if you have a self-driving car, uh, why should I own it? Uh, going back to carpool, if I can pick up my phone and I can ju just order a car, it comes here in five minutes, I go away. I don't have to order the, or the rented car one week before or a day before. I don't have this long planning. I can just be spontaneous. I bring the car, get it here, and I drive it for some time and I drop off. And I don't deal with the car otherwise. And that's one aspect. Not owning a car means that this car could, could provision services to much more people, the number of cars would go down drastically, far beyond half. We're talking about perhaps a normal car in a normal situation has utilita utilization beyond 10%, less than 10% of the time it's actually driving. The rest of the time it's standing in a garage or in a parking lot. For my own car, I think it's 5%. I don't use my car very often. Um, that's the urban aspect. The non-urban aspect is actually, if you have self-driving cars, people would likely be able to move beyond the, the farther away from, from urban areas. You would be able to actually to add half an hour, one hour driving if you could work in the car, if I could spend my time in the car, taking a phone, 
take up a laptop work in not being having to t take my time on, on keep keeping track of the traffic I could mm. use my time in traveling means that I could actually live further away from urban areas mm. so I would say that there are lots and lots of, of aspects going into the self-driving car it's not just that you, you can let the wheel go uh, industries uh, like transportation most will most likely not having drivers anymore why should you have drivers in this car you have you have lorries going back and forth they could totally do that without a person mm. and uh, the car is just another mean of public transportation. It becomes just public transportation, and of course, do, is it the municipal that, that provides the service? Is it the, the country doing that, or is it a private firm? Well, in this situation with a private self-driving car, it suddenly doesn't matter. I get, I need transportation services from A to B. That's what I buy. Yeah, and the car will be the the traditional car will be a collector's item. For sure we will see lots of very nice cars being driven around, but that's not a transportation thing anymore. How will the CIO prepare for this change? Because if you look at the mobile industry and those who are making handsets, it has not been a very successful story. The problem is that a couple of companies, or actually the, the, mass, the vast majority of, of companies I speak with, they are not really acknowledging this. They might have an insight that the pace of change is, is uh, driving uh, much much faster and it's accelerating but they don't react on it they, they really don't create structures that that are able to to uh, to accommodate this change and so so I, i'm quite sure that we will see lots more codecs we will see existing companies uh, simply going out of business uh, they will be replaced by new more, more agile more more companies which are able to provide services in a much 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 faster way uh, Perhaps not better services, but I think the, we have come to the point right now that, or we are beyond the point that providing a very good service, a world-class service, yeah, that's good, but that's not enough. You need to be able to change, otherwise somebody else will change, and this world-class service might not be enough. Yeah. Thank you very ma much, and uh, I'll guess we will watch how we, this will go in the future. Absolutely, and I think we'll come back to this because this is a major trend that we could pick up also talking about EI, uh, enterprise architecture, how would you as an enterprise architect deal with this situation? I think that the existing frameworks, the existing approaches, they don't really cut it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for watching this episode of Architecture Corner. See you next week with a new guest. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>